Hi, and welcome to the My Strength Boat podcast. This is your host, Avi Silverberg. And on this podcast, we talk about everything to do with strength. My background is in powerlifting, so several of the topics and principles we cover will focus on how to increase strength for the powerlifting movements, the squat, bench press, and deadlift. If you train to get stronger, whether you're a competitive powerlifter or just someone who wants to improve physical performance, there's going to be some great advice and practical information in this podcast that you'll be able to apply to your training. Let's get started. Today, I want to talk about progressive overload. And there's going to be three parts to this. The first part, we're going to talk about that training programs must evolve. The key takeaways here are that progressive overload is defined as doing more of something over time, that strength gains do not happen in a linear fashion, that athletes will see quicker progress earlier in their career compared to with later stages, And an athlete needs to increase both training complexity and specificity over time to continue working towards his or her potential. Again, this is going to start a three-part series, and this is part one. Many powerlifters have a narrow vision of progressive overload. Progressive overload arises from the idea that an athlete must do more of something over time in order to create new stimuli and therefore produce new adaptations. Now, part one here is entirely focused on defining progressive overload and how training programs must evolve over time to continue reflecting increases in performance. The idea of progressively overloading an athlete's training is widely understood in strength and conditioning as one of the most dominant scientific principles leading to better performance. Now, while the principles of overload is undisputed, most powerlifters fail to recognize what more of something actually means. Rather than planning to overload across an extended period of time, most powerlifters tend to focus on short-term gains. Planning for the long haul involves understanding and tracking trends in your training and knowing the variables and metrics that lead to enhanced performance over the course of your career. Now, before I explain further, let's just discuss where the term progressive overload started started with the Greek story of Milos. Milos was a 6th century wrestler from Greece. Most famously, he was known for lifting a baby calf every day until it eventually became a fully grown bull. His ability to lift a bull was thought to be possible because day to day, bit by bit, Milos was lifting more than he did the previous day. Right here, we see the idea of progressive overload take form as the practice of doing more of something in order to create new strength adaptations. As Milos was lifting the calf every day, the calf grew and so did Milos's strength and size. So what do Milos and powerlifting have in common? Milos lifted more weight each day as the calf grew, which yielded new adaptations in strength. In powerlifting, we can view more in a number of different ways. We can do more weight like Milos, more sets, more reps, Or we can do a combination of these things. For example, more weight, more sets, and more reps. If a new training stimulus is greater than the most recent training stimulus, then there's a cascade of neurological and physiological events that lead to an adaptation. It's adapting to new stimuli that will lead to an increase in strength. Failure to provide the body new stimulus will lead to stagnation in strength. This is called a plateau. But let me talk about the linear progression fallacy. There is an inherent problem with the story of Milos. It assumes that the strength is linear. In other words, it's believed as as you lift more of something, 
then the proportional amount of adaptation compared with the stimulus ought to be realized. For example, if for every 10 pounds of additional weight lifted for a particular exercise yields 1% overall strength gain, then lifting 20 pounds of additional weight should, in theory, yield 2% overall strength gain. However, this notion of progressive overload is overly simplistic and impractical. In the real world, strength does not follow a linear pattern. There are periods throughout an athlete's career where he or she will experience different rates of progress, sometimes attaining strength at faster rates, usually earlier in a person's career, and sometimes slower rates, usually later in the career. In addition, something that's often not talked about, is there are also periods of normal regress attributable to a number of factors, including life events, injury, psychological factors, motivation, and among other things, planned deload or rest periods within a training cycle. Nevertheless, what we want to avoid is regressing due to an ill-planned training program. We cannot ignore the fact that programs need to mold and adapt to your current training context, areas of strengths and weaknesses, developmental stage, and training numbers. Let's be clear. Training programs need to evolve as you evolve as an athlete. So let me now talk about what we call training complexity and the rate of adaptation and strength performance. As athletes move through the course of their career, ultimately getting closer to their potential, the rate at which they adapt to training stimulus begins to slow. By comparing strength and rate of adaptation, the rate at which you're getting stronger, earlier in an athlete's career, we can conclude that the later stage athletes simply do not see as fast progressed as their novice counterparts. Early stage athletes can implement basic training principles in order to see quick returns on their performance. However, on the contrary, those athletes who have years of experience under the bar will need to evolve from their earlier programming methods to deeply understand the parameters that lead to continued success on the platform. Let me summarize. Strength adaptations have diminishing returns. While most athletes accept this fact, they fail to understand the parameters and training metrics that lead to continued progress over time. As athletes get stronger and go through this intermediate and advanced stages of their career, their training complexity and specificity must increase in order to remain competitive and move closer to their potential. A failure to do so will make progress and breaking through performance plateaus near impossible. The real issue lies in an athlete's ability to translate how increased complexity and specificity actually pans out in daily workouts and program planning. So how does an athlete increase training complexity and specificity? This is where we need to shift our perspective on progressive overload from focusing on the now or near-term gains to planning to overload over the long-term. This concludes part one of progressive overload. Now, if you've never heard of my strength book, head on over to www.mystrengthbook.com. You can start working out with intelligent training data. Here you can build workouts, track training data, and achieve your strength goals. We have a number of different tools in order to do that, which include our unique data analysis system, as well as the ability to access exclusive training programs that have been designed by our team of elite coaches and athletes. We'll see you in part two.